When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got this question, Sherry. I just want to be like this. Sherry, I got this question. I know you're a talk show host. Hold on, let me ask this question. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm practicing. I'm practicing my interviewing skills. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I'm practicing. So, Tyrone, um, <laughs> who talks like that, Kim? Who talks uh, like that? Who talks you, like that? So, so Tyrone, you be interviewing. You got so. Um, I hear that um, you have been, you know, writing books for several years, and then you got divorced in '93. And so that's not the way I talk. You do. You give everybody a whole bio then the question comes you'd be like i yes i because you want everybody to know you to read up on them and know they stuff and i know <laughs> that you, you lost your hair follicles in the school. <laughs> I've, inter I've interviewed thousands of people and i pay close attention to how other people interview people and kim you just nailed it i nailed it did not chris Jim, you interview people kim kim chris interviews a lot of people on his podcast Chris, don't you, some people, you know, have not, they don't know who you're talking to unless it's like somebody really big. So That's I what, like to let them know who they are and what they've done, what their accomplishments are. Yes, you do. I, you set the table. You you do. And that's, and it's checking a box really, in your head. It's helping really, the people at home. So, so Hillary Clinton, I know no one really knows who you are, but let me, you, you have traveled the world and you have run for president. I'd like everyone to know that. And uh, you were married to a president. It's crazy. Um, and okay, sure. that's, you could. You know what? I, and I can't say nothing. But when I get that in me, I'm going to shove it in your face every yeah. chance I get. You have to. Um, all right. Well, but, but until you get that in me, I'm going to be riding that ass. <laughs> Kim, that was the perfect example, too. You're going to be like, all right, so Abe Lincoln, as president of the United yes. States, and someone who was assassinated. And I'm not sure you had, uh, had uh, Hillary Clinton and her daughter on. You understand? You, know, you want to know how much trouble I get in? I'm running to the TV at 11 a.m. in my dressing room. I could be on the stack because I got my iPad with me. And they're like, what is wrong? I was like, I'm running to see Sherry. They're like, Kim, we got to do the scene. I was like, I just got to see the open. I got to see if she's going to trip, fall, do something. Let me just, a few minutes. When I tell they were like, Kim, you got to you gotta tape it. Get your behind. I don't. And I'm not going to trip. I walk, and then I do a little run walk. No, no, no. No, no, no. You lost your shoe one time. This show okay. just started. Don't be confused. I didn't see you slip and slide a couple, a little bit. I know you. Not that I'm oh waiting for that. There's always something on your show, you know, in the interview. It's it's a good show, I, I, you know, so I like to watch it. 
Well, thank you, Auntie Kim. I appreciate this show. I like to watch. (laughs) Sherry, Sherry, did you appreciate that there was just a hint of negativity as she was talking down to you about the about comedy? Kim be bothered me. Kim be bothered me because she books. Kim books so much stuff. She book. Can can we get on my show? No, it's. I said it's the children and family Emmys. I wasn't listening. I know you never do. That's the problem. That's oh, that's the, even better. Oh my God, you But do you remember when we did a podcast last year and I told you I went on this audition and I had to talk like this and it, and they had me singing. And you, you lost your singing? voice and everything, yes. And I lost my voice and I told you how hard it was because I was always talking like this. And I got nominated for an Emmy. What? So and that was worth it. it to talk like this. I've got the other. I've got the other nominees. If you'd like them, yes. Maybe I should have done that for Bernadette. I should have done all my lines like this, and you would have won an Emmy too. Yes, (laughs) I talk just like Kim Whitley, and that's why you were nominated for an Emmy. (laughs) Match her, Kim. Match that voice. Match Match my voice, Kim. Every cartoon. Little Oprah there. That's Kim Whitley. That's Kim Whitley. And she, that's the way you talk. You used to be talking like this. Yeah, yo, yo. Uh, yeah. Come on, cartoon character. Come on over here. It's Kim with point point to an object and incorporate little into it. Go ahead, Kim. Bring your little bring your little feathers. Bring your little ducks over here. This is Kim Whitley talking. Say ratchet. Dog. Say ratchet. No, I tried to change my voice on the cartoon. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It was bad. Do it. Let me hear. Let me hear. I tried. It can't. I can't sustain. The problem is, I was like, I was doing a. I can't say what it's. It's gonna be. I. I don't know when it's coming out. But so I was doing the um, tooth fairy for 
a baby shark talk, 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 talk. And I, I was doing it and the director was like, just, just do your regular voice. I was like, how did you do it? I'm the tooth fairy. <laughs> oh no, girl. <laughs> he was like, cut, cut, tooth. cut. Just That's do your regular I voice. Like, baby, shark, 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 da, 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 baby. But Kim Willie always get back in the baby. Shark, shark, da, 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 da. That tooth fairy sounded like it was huffing the gas at the dentist's office. Oh my gosh, Kim Willie. I, I got to work on it. See, I don't work on you worked on that character. You need to talk like this. No, it's talking like this. Come on, everyone. Come here for Queen Fast Line. We're going to be moving on. <laughs> the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences unveiled on Tuesday the nominations for their inaugural Children's and Family Emmy Awards. That's Loretta Devine, Sherry Shepard, and Gina Rodriguez. Oh, wow. I didn't even know Loretta did a children's thing. Yeah, Loretta, but we're now to say we're nominated in three different categories. But yep. um, I am flying in because the, the Emmys is December 11th. That's when it's airing. And I'm flying in. I will be there on the 11th because I'm going to go to this Emmy show because I want to win. And I'm praying and hoping that I win an Emmy. Your show is getting really good. I mean, it's good, but it's really getting like you're coming into your own. I'm watching it. I was like, this old seasoned heifer. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like those white pants. I mean, they were okay. Oh, the diaper pants, the little, uh, the little parachute pants with method yes. I mean, it was cute, but they weren't cute. Like I was like, okay, they're cute. I don't know. You know, I it's know. very interesting. Willie Sinclair the third, my stylist. He mm. wants. To, you know me. I like dresses. I like my legs. Uh, he likes to try all of these different things, and so I go with it to see what works, okay. what does. I don't particularly like pants, um, but he's like, you've got to show more than just dresses. So I go, okay. Now that they one- good. I, They look good sitting down. Love them sitting down. The stand up. Yeah, that stand up. And all white, I look thick as I'll get up, but I was just so happy that I was dressed like Method Man. You couldn't tell yes. me nothing. <laughs> when I tell you, I was like, oh my gosh, you were dressed like, he is going to get a lot of ratings. He got- um, you know, met the man. I was just so excited. He told me he would come on and he kept his word. And when oh, I tell you, he, he's so sweet. He's got the best sense of humor. He did a TikTok with me that literally got two or 300,000 views. This TikTok of me acting like Mary J. Blige. Because, you know, he won a Grammy for You're All I Need with Mary mm -hmm. J. Blige. So he oh, yeah, was, I was watching that a little bit. Yeah, yeah so I was, I was nervous because I was like, a lot of rappers, you know, they don't want to play around like that unless they know you so i was like i don't know if he could Edie, my assistant thought of that idea um wait first of all you got tiktok the show has tiktok you know i don't do tiktok i was gonna say social media team does but they wanted to do this tiktok and they gave me a really bad idea well i don't want to say bad idea because uh, it'll go public they gave me an idea that i didn't really care for and Edie came up with that so i said kudos to my assistant she going she now I'm gonna have to get her a gift. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Right, right. No, I thought I did see that, but I, I really I got to watch it. I was in my dressing room and I usually don't get to watch you. I have to, you know, tape it or come home or you know, watch it on YouTube. And I remember I was sitting in my dressing room. And I didn't think I could watch it on my iPad. I have, you know, the app Spectrum. 
And I happened to be in my dressing room. I was so excited to watch that. And they was knocking on my door, talking about Kim, come on, come on, Kim, you got a coat of makeup. I was like, she's almost finished. You know, they were like, what? <laughs> oh, cause you got to see Jackie Fabulous. Yes, yes, I got to see it live. I was very excited. This cruise, it's seven days. And when you get off the cruise, people look like zombies when they would leave that ship after the seventh day. Cause it was oh, awesome. Never went to sleep. You never went to sleep. Especially the first timers. I tell you, try to tell people this, we're all, if you just tuning in, we're talking about the Tom Jonah uh, cruise. But let me tell you something. We used to tell people, pace yourself. I remember when Amy came on the cruise the first time, they didn't believe me. I said, y'all slow down. You got to pace yourself. I said, by day three, you're not going to make it. I got a picture of her laid out on the bed in the daytime like this. I said, pace yourself. Cause they go crazy. You get on this ship and you go crazy. When I tell you my best night, cause you know, late at night you go eating cause they got everything to eat late at night, which I wouldn't be able to do now. I'll be so sick. But I met Cool Modi. He was eating too, Kim. And I said, are you cool, Modi? And he said, yeah, you Sherry Shepard. And I was like, oh my gosh. When I tell you cool, Modi, and he wishes me a happy birthday every year, um, cool, Modi and I talked for about three or four hours. What? Big Daddy Kane was there. He said he loved me and you. Big, oh, Daddy, Big Daddy Kane. And his wife. Girl, it was just like, Oh my God, rolling down 29th Street. Uh-uh. Everything upbeat. It was like, that is the cruise to be on the Fantastic Voyage Cruise with Tom Jordan. Was that your day? And I remember we played Double Dutch. They have aerobics in the morning. They have Pilates, massages, and they have a Double Dutch contest that Myra J um, was the MC for. And can I tell you, Kim, I, I can jump double dutch. I'm from Chicago. And I was I had to beat a hundred jump ups in the air. And I got to 98. And my uterus was like, bitch. Because it was because it was jumping around. Yeah, say so you jumping. It's that hard impact. I didn't Dang. win. I had to stop. And I met somebody who played. You remember when I met that guy? I didn't know he was married. He played yep. for Confunction. Yeah, I was the, so in love. I'm not gonna say which, but uh, yeah, I'm not because gonna say what he played. Right, because the men come on there and they having a good time, and they don't tell you you married because they on a cruise. But you know, it happens. I fell in he love was several so times. So girl. When I tell you he was so fine, and I remember going and sitting in the front row, hoping he would be playing that instrument and come over and see me, and he did, and he winked, and I was like, oh my god. I was such a groupie and we talked, I think it was for like two days on that day one thing. And I told John, I didn't met him. Oh my gosh. He played for Confunction or whatever band he was with. And John, John was like, is this him? And it was a picture from his Facebook page of him and his wife. I was like, well, I'll be darned. Hmm. They have no ring on his finger. Cause right. I look. They don't wear their rings on the cruise. They don't so wear their rings. The time during the cruise, y'all, there's only a few spots left. If you want to get on this cruise in March or April, May, go uh, to a Fantastic Voyage 2023. Three. Yeah, and, and sign up and get your tickets. Yeah, it's, it was, I mean, and look, even despite that, I have.
I had a good time too, like pajama night. It might as well night. Remember, might as well oh, night. Night, night, oh, night. Might, as, might as well night. That that one right there that night. That means might as well. <laughs> that is so funny. You know what I wish for you? What I wish you stop adjusting your wig. You, you just the illusion. You just you're like. I was getting all into it, Sherry. Look how she keeps showing her stomach. See how she keeps showing her stomach. She, she worked out one day. Man, look, at it, look at it, look at it. She's gonna keep showing that damn stomach. Look at it, look at it. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Felt good to be back in the gym, didn't it? I told him, and I will stop messing with the wig. You I didn't destroy the illusion. Andre is this Andre, if you don't talk about that on stage. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah, how we about just, like we want yeah. people to think it's our hair, but we destroy the illusion when it be slipping, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't even care no more. You need to have a, that's what older women do. We don't care that we adjust it in front of you, young girls. It ain't, it ain't nothing but a hat. Y'all <laughs> be giving it down. Y'all be talking to me way like, back here. That's true. Like, hey, pull your wig down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say it all the time. If wait, 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 if you don't pull your wig down, she got me self-conscious. Because you don't never put a pin in it. I, I don't. Because when I get done, I'm gonna take it off and go to bed. Do you understand what time it is out here? Oh yeah, we do need to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Did you I want to support a black line. business? Yes. I want to create like some Velcro or something for wigs. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. No, but what I wanted to say to you, write the joke down and do it before we do the black business. But I was telling Kim that with the thing, because I went to the gym, it feels like I lost 30 pounds at the gym today. So I put on a half top. I put a crop top on because I feel like I have lost 30 pounds from going to the gym. In one day? In one day. I have lost, I have lost five inches from my waist. <laughs> Just from going to the gym today. That's what I feel like. Oh, you oh feel, feel like it. it. Feel okay. like don't yeah, mean it's true. Yeah. It ain't happen. It I ain't happen. Like I look like Beyonce until I pass that mirror. <laughs> and I look like Ronce. <laughs> when you gonna do your cupping challenge? Oh. oh, that challenge. Oh, yeah. When you gonna do it? I, all I want to, I'm working. I can't do please, nothing. Oh, but if you do it, please, please practice beforehand. There's a poor mother who was at her son's wedding reception who has just been getting roasted on the internet for no, having, there's for having one, moves. There's one, it's these like uh, Filipino girls who's knocking it out. Then it cuts to these white women and they're playing a, a recorder <laughs> at the same time. Oh, that mess is funny. But I wanted to ask you this. When I come out, who's staying with you? Do you have extra room? Because I don't have a place to stay when I come from the 9th to the 11th of December. She's going to have to evict some people. I know. You can come that stay bottom with me, bedroom, Sherry. is it occupied? It is. You can come stay with me, Sherry. I got you, Sherry. I'm going to figure it out. Oh, my yeah, God. You got an Airbnb. That's how you turn Andre off. I go say with Andre, he'll be getting in the mood. Lights be out, be bubbles, bath in the bath. Right, right, right. Now, all I got to do is this. <laughs> <laughs> Fix that wig. 
And Andre will go and put on pajamas, flannels, and go right in his room and close the door. A very good friend of mine died this week. And another friend's husband died this week. And I'm still mourning David Arnold. And it's just been a lot. You um, need to live. Yeah, I need to just, you know, in this show, shooting two episodes a week. I think I just, tonight, I need to just read my lines. Don't put no pressure of trying to learn them. I need to woo-sai. But uh, Kirstie Alley, as you know by now, passed away, which total shock. She just talked to me. And another friend of ours, Melanie Griffin, uh, just texted me and was reminding me of the fun that we used to have together. So I did get very emotional earlier. And I don't think I'm just like overwhelmed. I'm like, that's a lot. And I feel like I'm next or something. But don't say that you're I don't not next. It, but I feel like it feel like the Grim Reaper, Reaper is just running around snatching everybody. That's we're at that age. I, but is it that age? I just got to get my paper. That's why I say to you, Kim, you have to at this age say no to some things. Yeah, there, you can't do the same things that you did. I know. You're right. Years. You're right. I need it's to, like we I, can't eat the same like we the way we used to eat in our 20s we don't need to eat the same way because we don't need all of the calories there's some things you can't do for people they got to do it themselves you can't they can't depend on you for certain things because you've got to free up space you're raising a young king and he needs everything that you got he does and so you have to recharge yeah you gotta you like and so it has been stressful for you. Work, being a single mom, friends, you've been there for Julie, David's wife. You've been there for your other uh, friend who passed her. Yeah. So in those other areas, when you have to give, like in those areas, you don't have a choice. You have to give. Then some stuff has got to be a no. Because you got you to you try to maintain some kind of balance. So that you can have a little, so that when these moments come where you got to give, you got to call Melanie Griffin. Is it Griffin or Griffin? I'm sorry. Melanie Griffin. You got to call Melanie Griffin right now. You got to give of yourself. Because well, y'all to give it to me. It makes me laugh. I hope so too. You need to like Kirstie Alley was like a comedic actress. She was one of my inspirations because I mm -hmm. used to watch her on Cheers. I've watched her in all of her movies. Um, I went through her, remember when she married Parker Stevenson and she adopted her two kids. I don't remember a true and I don't remember her other son's name, but I remember I was so excited. She, she was with one of the Hardy boys, you know, and I remember Kirstie Alley when she gained weight, when she lost weight, she was always so gorgeously beautiful and she had an amazing sense of humor. So funny. So I think, I don't know, uh, she passed away from, uh, I think they said cancer. We don't know the details. Yeah. But when I think of Kirstie Alley, it makes me sad. But if I have more smiles, then I have sadness. She had grandchildren. She raised her children. Her father um, was uh, 99 years old. Like, there was a full life in Kirstie. I believe she was 71. Mm -hmm. And the joy that Kirstie Alley has brought me, when I did Dancing with the Stars, the first person I called was Kirstie. 
to find out how was it doing Dance with the Stars. And Kirsty Alley got me through Dancing with the Stars. I would text her and say, Kirsty, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown with Val Schmerkowski. And she would walk me through it. And she texted me a few days ago because she watched the show. And so I smile at the life mm-hmm. that Kirsty lived. She was a wonderful talent. Yeah. What a, what, like, man. So funny. Hilarious. She was yeah. so funny. That was a comedic actress. She was so quirky. Are you still writing your book? Um, I finished a book. I'm actually looking for a French attorney in uh, because I need to make sure that, um, that I get a legal review before I publish the book because it is... Um, a, a, kind of a tell-all. So what I you telling all in French for? Can you pray tell? You black. Well, my, what the hell is you telling all in French? The book is about my cousin who actually became famous in Germany, uh, well in France first. It's all in the book, and I, I'm excited about doing this book. is called Cost of Freedom. Uh, I'm finished. I just need a legal review from a French attorney. I already got a German attorney on board because the story takes place in Chicago, California, France, Germany, and Switzerland. And that those are the places that I'm going to be promoting the book when I'm done. So I'm super excited about it, but it's taken me 12 years to finish it. See, that's why, why black people take so long to finish stuff. It ain't just us. It takes a long time. I but can't speak to nobody else because I'm not anything but black. So I'm talking about us. Well, you know, not- it's. I was also just books don't pay when you writing. So I have to, it's a bunch of other stuff I was juggling. Like I was doing your show and working on computer stuff, like total reality series. It's like at the end of the day, like the, if the book ain't, I had to sit down from 11 at night to one in the morning just to get the writing in. Y'all, you know, it's, when you're an actress, instantaneous. When you're a writer, it's like, you got to get it on the page first. That's, you know what? And I, I, I take that back. Because I remember you would be diligently writing. You was like, I got to go to Germany for like a month. I was like, what? Yeah. Sometimes I would stay there for two or three months in order to get it done. Um, wow. I would so- go to Germany three months out of the year. With the microphone, I'm okay. I would go to Germany three months out of the year. And the rest of the year, I would come to the States and work my career as a writer here. Um, Let me um, ask you something. As a writer... Congratulations on finishing the book. Like you've written for so many shows. You wrote for uh, Monique's show when Monique had her, I don't remember the sitcom. The Parkers. The Parkers. You've written for, uh, you've worked with Tyler Perry. You've done right. extensive writing. Like you are a writer and you are a, an amazing stand-up comic. I remember watching you, Stacy, back in the early 90s. And we used to play the Birdland West. And I wasn't booked at the Birdland West in Long Beach. I just used to take the bus up there to watch the comics. And you were one of the ones that went up. I'll never forget. And I was so scared to say anything to you. But you were on stage talking about how you needed a man. And you was like, at this point, he could be homeless. I could take him and watch him off. <laughs> I remember that joke. I'll be like, he could open fire. 
You get off, I get off the side of the road. I see a man. He got a sign that say "We'll work for food and shelter," and I'm like, "Well, that's the same thing I'm working for. Just get in." Anybody who knows me knows I'm like a super fan of Janet Jackson. I have all of her albums. I have her programs from all of the concerts that I've been to, which sucks because had I known she was coming, I would have brought up brought all of my memorabilia, like tour jackets and everything. But so John said on the air, he said he had a surprise for me. And I, I literally didn't know what it was. I thought the surprise that he was going to have was either Trevor Noah or Oprah. Trevor Noah's time has freed up recently. Uh, that's a good guess. Absolutely. Vacationing wherever with his l little girlfriend. Um, but I thought it was Oprah or Trevor Noah. And because Janet does not do interviews, she just like literally cut down on the number of interviews she's doing. I tried to get her on when I was subbing for Wendy and she, you know, it was like, she's not doing interviews. Right. She only did two for her documentary. I think it was like uh, Kelly Clarkson and the real, and then she canceled a bunch of interviews. So it completely was, I saw her at a party. And I said, Janet, if you come on the show, it'll be a really fun interview. Um, you know, with, uh, the show's just going to be for you. And she just kind of was very noncommittal. So John, I, I said, John, I'm sorry, Chris, when the door opened, because I didn't hear the voice that said, Sherry, I've got a surprise for you, because the audience was going crazy. So they saw <laughs> Janet before I did, and I looked, and I lost it there people say why did you cry yes she's a superstar she was at the kingdom hall with me when i was younger we we had gone to the same bible study younger but there's something about a superstar walking out somebody that you just like they're just an icon every memory that i had came in my head when she was Penny on Good Times, when she was on Fame, um, her first song, Come Give Your Love to Me. All of that was in my head. And it just was like, I started crying. I, I you know. When are you supposed to? I, that's, that's, that's a huge moment. That, and also, it also, it signifies that you've achieved what you wanted to achieve because this person that you see way up here is now on your show, which means you did it. And that made me really emotional too, because they told me later that Janet really wanted to come and support me, that she wanted that to be the, sh I think I was the first show that she kicked, announced her tour. She did it live. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I was the first show. And when they told me that she spoke so highly of me backstage, I, you know, I was like, she knows who I am. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that. Oh my God. And that, that's the ugly, that's the ugly face, but no, but that's, but, that's I, what I, it's I'm all not, about. Yeah. And like, I'm not trying to be like, Oh, you know, Sherry, of course, you know who you is. I, I know. I know Kim Whitley is known. We've been in the business a long time, but when somebody that you really, really like just love when they turn their head and they look at you, I just, it just blew my mind that she said, she wanted to come and support me. And when I started crying and she reached her hand, she goes, you're crying. And she wiped my face. I'm like, that's the last thing you need to be doing because I'm crying <laughs> more. And then she's like, like, she's so tender. So here it is. 
I'm 55. Janet is 56. I'm acting like I'm seven. And she acted like she's a nine-year-old. I go, what the <laughs> is wrong with us? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, the, the older sibling. She tending, held yeah. me. My head was on her chest and she's like holding me. And I'm going, Sherry, what the is wrong with you? That's what I was thinking in my head. Get the, what the is did, wrong with you, Sherry? Did she but, smell like a, like, an, like a living angel, like an angel on earth? Like what, what describe the moment? She smelled just great. <laughs> she smelled of contentment and peace. <laughs> but um, John Murray, who's my best friend, who's the executive producer, I fought to get him that title and the power of executive producer because he's so smart and innovative and he's a lover of everything daytime since he was a little boy. So he brings such a freshness to the show. That was all him. He knew I that would, I loved Janet. Wouldn't you say, and Kim is back if we want to bring her back on. Uh, yes. I would say his creativity and passion makes things like that happen because it's not just a stale moment. Like, oh, hey, not stale, but you could, there's other guests that would take him way less work to get on to the show and to surprise you like that. Shout out to John. Wonderful Absolutely. job. John is a really good friend of Kim's. I was just kind of extolling John's virtue, Kim, um, and what he brings. Oh, I was texting uh, uh, Chris. He was my friend first. Oh, sorry. Let me tell him another story about Nisi Nash <laughs> and Kim Whitley. Oh, shit. I don't know how to stay friends with both these heifers this long. Two successful women. Because you know they say, look, it tell me, let me show me your five friends and I'll show you who you are. I cannot, I am not like them too. I That's did a movie hilarious. called Brian Banks. It was my oh. first dramatic, without this Okay, okay, let me apologize. No, I'm telling, like, I'm no. telling. I never told this. I never, and I'm going to tell it on the air too. I'm telling both y'all. Um. So anyway, outside. I think somebody called him. Huh? Oh, good. Yeah. Uh -huh. There's a fire? Okay. I think, okay, go ahead. Aldous Hodge played my son. He went to prison at 16 years old, and I played his mama. It was Aldous, my first... Aldous Hodge did not go to prison. His character did. His Say character that. did. Brian, Brian Banks. That's who he played. With Greg Kinnear, Morgan Freeman, and me. I'm on the posters. My first dramatic lead in a film. So I invite, we got the premiere. I invite Kim and Nisi. I don't know who else I invite. Lonnie Kale, Love. Calais. Calais Stewart. Cheryl Lee Ralph. Like I yep. invited my first dramatic lead in a big, in a big film release. These two ninjas sitting together talked about me the whole we shouldn't have sat next to each other. You're right. I heard him. The movie going, and all I can hear is Kim going, what's wrong with her hair? Why she wear that wig? And Nisi's like, I don't know. It look old. They just a giggling. My oh. first dramatic lead in a Because you? you all the way to the... To, and I rented a Mercedes Sprinter so they could all ride in luxury. All of them. They to the... No, I, we when were I cracking to up. The, Do you understand? You, no, we we should. It was not a comedy. We should not have been back there sickering. It they was, was laughing at me, Sherry. That little curly slave wig almost oh, no. took me out. It almost I couldn't take it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but your acting was so good. Your performance, but when you started crying and I saw that wig. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a period piece. Oh, I didn't know. My bad. Let me tell you something. They wore the same kind of wigs and hidden figures. And that movie was nominated. Octavia, Janelle Monet, and Taraji Henson. They all had the same kind of wigs on. Yours was a little extra shiny. <laughs> we didn't have the budget. We didn't have the budget of hidden figures. So right, they had to get my wig. They had to get my wig from Memphis, a Memphis wig shop that did right, not cater right, to African American. Right. When I tell you, you're right. But now, when your friend is a comic, and the first time you see them in a dramatic role, I don't care. It's gonna make you snicker. I, you can't. I, I can't. You can't help it. That's like you seeing me, and I'm on there talking. About, it. It just. I got to go get my baby. I did not say that. I huh? did not talk like that. I did not say gots to gets. Never said that. Ne never. And let me tell you something. I want y'all, to if you've never seen the Brian Banks movie, I'm asking as a special favor, if oh you would look at the Brian Banks movie and leave your comments on my acting and the wig that I wore. It's called Brian Banks starring Aldous Hodge, Sherry Shepard, Greg Kinnear and Morgan Freeman. And I just would and like to know what you guys think of the movie right. and my acting. Hmm? Tell them hmm. the name one more time, please. It's called the Brian Banks movie. You can find and it on YouTube. And it, there's a pivotal scene towards the yes. end. My son, yes. is it, the judge is not going to release him at 17. And I have to do an emotional scene. I have to speak for every single mother raising her child. You did in the good. world. That's what the director told me. He said, this is the audition piece. And when I saw it, I was like, I'm going to let Sherry Shepard have this one. <laughs> hey, let's do a quick, let's do a quick review, Kim. Check this out. We've, uh, we'll have this oh, in just God. a second. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, her arm's hurt again. <laughs> you know why her arm is hurting? Because God don't like ugly. Yeah, that's fair. And, she, and that's an ugly laugh right there. God had to oh, nudge God. her in her shoulder that fell that was in the toilet. Well, I tell you, me and Nisi were cracking up. I'm sorry. You're right. When I it's tell you everything was funny. It was funny to Gabriel me. Iglesias was there. People came out and they was like, Sherry, we never right. saw you do this before. These two ninjas talking about what's wrong with the why you got the slave wig okay, on? Okay, we we we, we, like we promise we're never gonna sit together again. We did say we will you never sure sit won't. together. Sure, and I'm not, real? I'm not renting a Mercedes Sprinter neither. I'm gonna drive you guys in a Sonata. Wow. Or a flex. Uh wow. or a flex. <laughs> Sherry. Right. What did you do? What how did you make yourself cry? Oh, I can't tell you that because then I won't be able to do it. Oh, that's how it works. Well, for me, I can't hold because I have to because my mind. You have your mind has to believe that it is real and not a mm -hmm. fantasy, and so my my imaginations are so specific that if I tell you, then my mind goes, "Oh, that's not real." So then, when I try to access it again, it doesn't work. So I can't tell you, but I do have to say, you have to have a story in your mind that's so specific. Um, that your mind literally has to believe this is happening for real. Yes. Uh, to make you cry. And uh, the hardest thing for me was we were filming it in Memphis. So people recognized me even at the courthouse. So I would go to the bathroom to get, because my call time was six in the morning. I was supposed to shoot that emotional scene 
by 10 in the morning. I didn't shoot it till two in the morning. So I had been there for oh, wow. 12, 13 hours because they kept running late on other shots. We had dinner, we had lunch. I was in my trailer. So to hold on to that emotion uh, was really, really difficult. But I would go in the bathroom to try to get it back. And people would whisper in my ear, Kim. I literally was trying to cry. And somebody would go, girl, I loved you on Dancing with the Stars. You shouldn't have been voted off. And, or I loved you on The View. Well, I, you know, you was on the Jamie Foxx show, girl. And so that was hard for me, but I did it. Apparently, according to Nisi and Kim, I sounded like a slave. Uh, no, didn't you, think you, so. you were good. I, I remember when I had to cry and the only way I, I couldn't talk to people either. They didn't even know I was a comic when I finished that thing. They were like, you're a stand-up? But I listened to country music in my ear before every scene. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry. Look leave at it, it. Leave it up. Leave it up. Look at a little <laughs> oh, a little chubby son. Don't let my son. Don't let my son go to jail. I've been eating a lot. I knows I've been eating a lot. Label. Okay. my wig. Look at my wig, girl. Chris, at you. I am what going I to you? ask you right okay. now. I need you to put up those pictures where I'm on the cover of a magazine. Okay, that's me and Alvin Taj. He was and just released. Like you want to sleep with him, and not that the, you both don't look like you're right. Look like did he get free or something? Because you're hugging him. Yes, okh, he was free. Okay, he got exonerated. The way you hugging him don't look like his mama. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And it looked like <laughs> he, why he biting his bottom lip. I don't like none of this performance. Why is why is his rib why is his rib getting dug into so hard though? Right, look at her. I mm -hmm. see it on your face. I know you look how your nose is flaring. Oh, I know that look. Kim, that's con that's contentment. That's not sadness. <laughs> oh, he got some big hands. Know. I understand. His hands are huge. Shut up. Y'all so wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now, there's some other photos in there that uh, Sherry sent from a magazine, if you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, because I don't want this to be the last image on people's mind. Okay, Hello. thank you. Thank you. What magazine is this? It's called... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it is, Kim? Guess which one it, it is. It's called MILFs. That's what it's called. Coming at you. That's what I wanted to look like when I was hugging Aldis Hodge. <laughs> Woman of the year. When is this coming? In this year. It's on it's out now. That's um yeah, that's uh see I need them to this to be the image they have. Not that one of me crying. I'm gonna tell you what a glint. These are these are uh, some shots yes. from a photo shoot that I did maybe uh, three weeks ago. I got stranded in Boston. I got stranded in Boston. Drove five hours back after, and then did my show, and then afterwards did that photo shoot. So wow. there was a photo shoot that I had done for a magazine called Twenty Six. Um, Look at this, Kim. It's like a dream. It's like a dream starring Sherry Shepard. Yeah, because the truth is right here on the screen. <laughs> Put it up, please. Put up one more. Okay. You don't think you don't think that's the same, same person? I got that same dream. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So many, so many nice comments in the live chat. Oh my gosh. Uh Nerdo Blacks. So you can go see that. my movie. I'm sorry, Chris. Brian Banks. The Brian oh, Banks. Sure. But do you, you want to, do you want us to put that photo back up? 
No, it's a great movie. You don't have to put that a photo of it. Please don't. It's, don't really, do it. it's a really, really good movie. Aldous Hodge was amazing. And I'm hoping we get a do-over where he get to play my lover, like oh. Taraji Henson. Mm. He got to play her lover. Were you sitting on the toilet? No, no. I There was a chair. I went to do my makeup. And obviously what has happened is, you know, people go into the hotel, break something, and put it back. They had, they had broken the chair, placed it back, didn't say anything. I took the chair, put it in the bathroom, but I didn't check the chair. And as soon as I sat down, the chair collapsed on one side like it was broken. The whole thing collapsed. But so as I fell, I didn't want to hit my head on the shower or anything. I'm in the bathroom. So I reached to the the toilet was the first thing I could behind me. I reached behind all, you know, I wasn't supposed to do that. Just trying to catch myself. My arm went in the toilet and just hit the, you know, the, the porcelain part. Oh my gosh. And I was down for a minute, but this is the crazy part. I ever so slightly looked up and I could just see a little bit of hair on the counter. And I got my finger to it and I, and I grabbed it. It was my wig, I threw it on my head as quickly as possible. I said, they ain't gonna catch me slipping. I threw the wig. It gets worse. But I get it. Because that's the you last thing. Oh, it gets worse. Paramedics coming oh, in. You don't understand. With my last breath. Girl, I had on half a Spanx. So I grabbed a week and I saw the towel. So everything was close. I pulled the towel down off the hook. It fell across my body. And thank God, you know, my phone got this strap on it. I keep a strap. I, I reached up on the counter. I could see the strap. I pulled it down and I opened it up and hit the last person I called and it was Nikki. I said, can you call the hotel? Tell me, get somebody up to my room, get me off this floor. I shouldn't even be laughing at this. It's horrifically no, funny. It is, when I tell you the lady came up and I don't know what took her so long. I could have been straight dead. That lady came up and she was like, oh, oh my. And I said, could you, she said, I'm going to pick you up. I was like, hold up. Let me see, you know, how hurt I am. I don't want you just snatching me up. She said, don't worry about it. I lift up my grandmother. She 270 pounds. I was like, oh, what you, what you trying to say? <laughs> so she, so she got, I said, don't pick me up because she is a little short woman. I said, get me that other chair out the, out the other room. So she pulled the chair up. I said, just get me up and into that chair. Now, don't forget, I was getting ready for press. I had press. I had two television shows and uh, whatchamacallit, they brought me ice. My, it's a good thing it, you're so finishing your makeup on, on the floor. Oh, Did no, you, yeah, I got up. Your makeup? Put, yeah, because I wasn't, I was thinking like, eh, you know, I'm just gonna do some makeup and go do this TV. I wasn't like, I don't do like you. I don't, I'll be looking half man on TV, I don't care. For the for you know, cause it's local. If it was national, it's gonna be everywhere to be a problem. Cause the one place, then they gonna mention, tell Sherry, you know, Sherry came on our show and she did the cooking. I said, Yes, I understand. Sherry this, I said, but it's about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
girl when, when i tell you this hotel I ain't heard from nobody since are you cold, I before ain't nobody called nothing girl so i went to right after the the new so on one show my arm was hurting so bad somebody called and said is something wrong with kim because i didn't realize i was grabbing my arm and wincing but hmm. i went to urgent care and they uh x-rayed it and the doctor came in he said you got a sprain and bruises, bruise, whatever. Have you liked the lights on or off? In my younger days, I liked being in the in the light. I liked, I really enjoyed looking at myself. Uh, work. Oh, I almost choked, Jesus. <laughs> work. <laughs> work. I was, I was work? a young, young, arrogant whippersnapper. And you like looking at yourself in the mirror? I would be in, the, I would be doing this and looking over at the mirror like this. Like, <laughs> That is not the noob sign. No, nah, I was a monster. Finesse. Uh, can you? Can but you, now, yeah, you know. Can you hype yourself up? Can you just give us a taste when you're looking into the camera from the side like that? How would old, old, the old you have talked yourself up mid <clears throat> stuff? Uh, uh. What? What did he get frozen? Oh, look at. Am him. I frozen? <laughs> No, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought we there saw was some dialogue. We thought, we thought you there was no dialogue. I don't need dialogue. Why? Because you just looking at your. He look at himself. <laughs> Ew! That is not cute. <laughs> oh, that now that is some young stuff. If, and they look. Uh, why, if you please, please stop moving up and down. Please stop. The hunching. Okay, that that's such a silly dude. You were silly, huh? I was a monster. <laughs> I'm gonna go check out some of your exes and ask. They'll tell you. They probably you still were. think they're pregnant. I was a monster back in the day. But I never now, heard anything about you. I don't need, you I don't need no light. Did you say you don't need no light? Man, we be under the bed. We want it so dark. <laughs> We don't want no light. <laughs> oh my nope. God. That is so true. I don't know why. There well, it that's is. Ends. Let me tell you. You know, ends Mitchell. <laughs> why are you laughing? Wouldn't be a podcast without Kim's phone going off. It would not be a podcast without peanut butter and ends Mitchell. DG's yeah. upset with you, Finesse. Says no talking. Forget it. Uh, oh, <laughs> I talk. I say stuff like, dang, Finesse, you killing it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I don't know. Uh, Sherry you know Shepard. Sherry Shepard is in the chat. Uh, and that's what? Actually, that's... <laughs> An S. Shepard said, I just cannot with Finesse. <laughs> oh, okay. Mama's home. Let me... Listen, let me tell you something about talking. You can talk during sex, but say something that takes somebody's head and that mental space that you need to be in to really relax way over here. So I learned sometimes it's better to concentrate on the pleasing and the pleasuring. And then once you know that she is close to reaching that, da, 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 that's when you get in her ear and go on and push her over that cliff. That's when I do the talking. Wait a minute, hold up. What if she don't wanna hear your voice? Some dudes that's what I'm saying your nerves. And you that's what I'm saying. When I'm looking in the mirror, when I'm looking in the mirror, 
not only do I look at the mirror, but it also takes me off of her and makes me last longer because I'm not necessarily thinking about sex. And men, Chris, you know what I'm talking oh. about, right? Mm. When you got to prolong it, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, so, but then when she is is there or close, then it don't sometimes matter what you say because she, she's there. So now you just push her over the edge when you just say something like, you know, and it can be sensual, it can be sweet. It depends on the mood, you know. Monica in the chat agrees with you. Talking can ruin the flow. Uh, Talking can ruin. I used to be, so what, let me tell you something, Sherry Shepard. I was doing a movie. I tell people this story all the time. I wish I knew the man's name, but oh, it was Deliverance from Eva. I think that's the movie I was shooting. I love, and I was I so, love watching you. Uh, Deliverance yeah. from Eva, Ormandy, honey. And I was so off the chain as a young actress and trying to find my comedy chops because I wasn't a comedian yet. I was working on it. I just was free and I had no outlet. And we're always mic'd on the set, right? So when we're sitting off to the side, I'm talking to Gabrielle Union, Essence acting, I'm acting a fool. And I'm talking all about like Amber talking and I'm gonna do this and girl, and he was dying and then there was it. And at the end of the movie, I'll never forget, it was an older man. He was the sound man. He came over and he brought me a Bible. I never, <laughs> he was like, he said, because uh, we shot the movie for 30 days. And he was like, after 30 days of listening to you, I thought you might want this. And he brought me, I'll never forget it, girl. I was like, oh, I never, and he said some things and he said, you have to be careful about the words you put out and how you talk and being a lady and all that. I'll never forget it. You see, I remember that's exactly, I think about my younger self. I was off the chain, said anything, damn near, uh, Amy reminded me the other day. She said I was on, uh, remember that show we did? Um, I did the show Fixing Up the Schools. Um, uh, college, uh, what was it called? Yeah, Something, I don't remember. Uh, school, school Pride. School Pride okay. for ABC. Amy said, she just said it last night. She said, oh, Kim used to be crazy. We were in Louisiana filming and they were in the interview room because I was on the show as one of the builders and I was in the interview, but Louisiana, <laughs> Sherry Shepard was the hottest place I have ever experienced in my entire lifetime. I had never felt humidity or heat like that. And Amy said in the middle of the interview, I was sitting there, the cameraman around, I was talking. And she said, I just said, I can't take it. And I took off my pants and threw them on the ground. And just, and then went on with the interview. She said, she was like this. Oh and she said, the producers, everybody was in shock. And I was sitting there like this, I was like this. So, um, so then when the kids came out, I, um, I was off the chain. Do you hear me? Oh my gosh. That's crazy, girl. It's younger so self. funny how you evolve. Young, younger self, you evolve. We make mistakes. I remember I used to hitchhike everywhere. What? Because they repossess my car so much. I needed to get to these comedy clubs. So much. <laughs> Mark, Kim, write that down. Sherry needs to make a joke out of that. Oh, they man. did. I, my car got repossessed three times. Go ahead, Deborah. 
And I would, I would go to these different wine tastings all over. And it was just kind of like this secret passion of mine. And then during the pandemic is when I started to kind of get a little antsy and I wanted to create something of my own. And I'd never tasted a really good organic rosé. And so that's mm. where it started. You know, I, I knew the blend. I knew I have a, you know, my palate is, I guess, very specific. You know, I like a dry rosé. I don't like anything too sweet. And so, um, you know, we visited the vineyard and, and, uh, and just fell in love with the process and, and how they do everything. And, um, and so we decided to bring it here to the U.S. It'll be available in Canada soon as well. But right now it's, in, it's, uh, it's available here online at uh, kazaisu.com. Oh, I have okay. never. I plan on doing some. Uh, look, look at that! I've never seen a glass cork. Yes. Never. So if you're on your yacht, you don't need a, a, a wine opener or nothing. You can just pop it off. There you go. Oh, you got it, Kim. <laughs> that, you do that means you, you can reseal it. But this is what's yes. going to be wrong, <laughs> Deborah. I'm just going to say that Sherry going to have a lot to say about this. But uh -huh. I don't need you. To, I don't want you to judge me because this is two funny mamas, and on two funny mamas, this is the only way we can do it. In a red cup, hey. oh yeah! You can do it in a red cup in a glass, whatever you want to drink it out of, baby. It's what's in the. It's the liquid it within. Do I let it breathe? That's what it's oh, about. Let it. You got to sniff it. Sniff <laughs> it. Oh, it smells good, yeah, Sherry. <laughs> like oh, swirl it around. Girl. Swirling around. Okay, swirl it, swirl it. around a little bit. Okay. And then there you, you can go. take a sip. Take a sip and let it let it marinate in your mouth. Like kind of swish it. Not yes. that okay, you taking a big swig. Not a, you... <laughs> Not a swig. Swish it around in your mouth. You now you know I ain't been nowhere in the world. When I take take you, I a little sip. Girl, ain't nobody this is uh-huh. So what there do you, you go. do? <laughs> it's not water. What are you doing? Okay. It's not it's not Listerine. What are you gargling with it for? You Did take you a little. You ta there, I wish you was Is there any Deborah. left, Kim? <laughs> no. <laughs> Cleveland's Ooh, glad that they haven't left you, is, Kim. You no, know, I know. I'm right. sorry, Deborah. I apologize, but I ain't never yes. tasted that. Sherry, I'm gonna send you a bottle. I know you don't drink, but this tastes like. Sherry it got her like, bottle on his way. It tastes like. Oh, it tastes like, oh, she already is good because it looked expensive. I couldn't afford it anyway to send you cherry. I don't know. Maybe I could. It is. It, gotta, it is affordable. Here we go. Look at that. So let me tell you something. I ain't never, now I do travel, but you know, this is going to be my new gift to people. This, what is it? What is it? What does it evoke? I got to tell you, let me drink. Let me do one more. What is, I oh, smell. Let me see what I smell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so take a sip and swish it around. Sip it. Yeah, exactly. Take a sip and swish. Don't gargle swish with it. You just take a sip and you, you just swish it around in your mouth a little bit. You say oh, gargle? Geez. I gargle. Oh, boy. She's gargling. Because <laughs> you got to understand, it has, like, you don't really taste like the grapes and the bit. You t I can't explain. It tastes like flowers. I know that sounds crazy, but if, flower, if you could taste like flowers, it tastes like flowers in my mouth because I'm a I'm a Chardonnay drinker and I drink some rosé, mm -hmm. but it's not smooth. This is almost like mm -hmm. a smooth tequila, but wine. It's weird. This is crazy. Hey. All right. What if you ever had a guest that was like this? Hey, Sherry. I have. 
And then what do you do? I got to do it. Work through it. Kim, let that, hey, act it out. Kim, be the most difficult guest Sherry's had to date. Show it off, Sherry. Show it off. Loves people to act it out. So hey, <laughs> I love having you on my show because you remember, I don't know if you remember last time when you came on the show, and I've always been a fan of who you are. And that's what I said. So anyway, like you were saying, you tell me thank you for letting me be on the show. Another thing I want to thank you for is when you were in the movie and you played the clown. What was I like? Well, you know. <laughs> you wanted to be a clown i can't even believe she wanted to be a clown and that's when i said and speaking of clowns you did a play on broadway where you leveled it out and i was like oh she clowning how was that tell us about that <laughs> you know I, I know and so when i was saying you know you did something for your mother that everybody needs to know about i don't let them talk hell no hell no that's you know, it got a remote bro they're gonna be like that my energy is off the charts. So, uh, <laughs> and then somebody, somebody, as soon as that commercial break come on, I'm like, who produced this? How do we get this person on the show? Cause because they, I'm, I'm related to uh, somebody. <laughs> I'm related to Jay-Z. When I tell you, and, and Jay-Z say he want his cousin on, guess what? His slow talking cousin gonna be on this show because I want Jay Z to right, talk to his back, wife right. and I want him right. and his wife to come on and he can talk to his sister in law, Solange. <laughs> you favorites for people. That is true. The point. Dear Lord, first of all, I want to thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed on my friend Sherry. Oh. Lord, she has taken this talk show and ran with it. What a blessing to the world. But Lord, can you please slow her down? She's getting really funny because she does it every day. She thinks she's coming up on my heels with her quick wit and her jokes. <laughs> Father God, <laughs> Sherry used to think I was so funny, but now, she is coming with jokes faster than I can catch up, Lord. <laughs> Last week's podcast, I could barely come back with a quick joke. Father God, I'm excited that she has a talk show, but could you please let maybe her guests not show up every day? <laughs> At least until I get a talk show where I can practice every day also, Father. It doesn't matter. It could be on Peacock, Weacock. <laughs> Lord, I just need to practice. Sherry never had a smart mouth. And then this yes. I want to thank you, Father God, for all your blessings. And when I go on her show next time, Father God, please let me be funny and get ratings. Not to the point where I have to set myself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you for my friend and the Sherry show. Amen. Oh my gosh. That was beautiful and horrifying. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he will, Chris? How do you know that, Chris? (laughs) Another thing what promoters don't understand, and I think that that's why comedy should have a union. I don't like that bullshit when they say, 
Well, let them go on and we're going to pay them. Well, we're getting your money together or they may not have everybody, but they still want the show to go on. And I'm one of them. Well, no, especially if I'm headlining, ain't nobody going on until everybody get paid. Don't be trying to let me go. Girl, it was, I had rest in peace, Roz G. It was this one show. I'll never forget it. It was me, Roz G, uh, Queen Aisha. Queen Aisha. Yes, and Nikki Carr doing this show for somebody up in New York area. So we get there and it was like a, and Freddie Ricks was hosting and it was an all female show. We get there, they hadn't started. They had like a drill team, just a lot going on. And people were like, yeah. what's taking so long? Like, And I was like, okay, we two hours in, what's taking so long? So they was like, oh, he trying to get the money together. Girl, when them people saw me get up and get my coat and my whole crew got their coat on, everybody was like, everybody was looking around like, wait a minute, we can't even see you, where are you going? I said, out of here, and if y'all want to know, you better ask that dude over there with that red shirt on. I was, you know, that hat. Da, da, da. So we got up the crew. Left. I said, look, I'm about to go. Y'all ain't started this show. Y'all ain't got nobody money. Y'all still waiting. What's going on? My wife went to drive to Yonkers from downtown. She, that take two hours. I would get up there. I would get back to get this, and then we're going to have yours in cash and so-and-so's in cash and other people we're going to pay to. I said, you know what? I ain't got time for all this because you already gave me my deposit. I'm getting ready to go home. I said, because by the time y'all get us on stage, it's going to be another hour. And people are leaving. Yes. Girl, we all in the elevator. My crew leaving, right? He came and stuck his foot in the door. Girl, I started stomping on this one. I was like, man, get your mother. I was like, you got me. I was like, you got me. And we left. And then come to find out. Two people did stay to do the show because they felt as though they need, but they got paid in, in with a check that bounced. And you I'm know, glad I, I was like, this ain't nothing but a little ride up from Philly back. Me and my homies, we going to smoke up and smoke back. And I already got my deposit, so I don't feel as though I lost out. Maybe on some toes, but you're not going to make me work. And then going to bounce the check, and now that I ain't got the rest of my money. But you know how many bounce checks uh, I've gotten from promoters because I didn't know. And I'm not like Cheryl. Well, I'm there. You're going to pay me my blanket of blank money. But there was my friend used to do churches. Do you know a pastor paid him mm-hmm. at the church bounce? So when he called the church up and the pastor, the pastor said, you should have wanted to contribute that back to the church fund. When I tell you, my friend was like, if you don't pay me my money, the one thing we got in common is before God, I'm going to come and whoop your ass. That's what he told the pastor. He yeah. said, and I'm going to do it right in front of God. You better give me my money. And he was like, you don't want to donate the money to the church. I did just come from Shreveport. Oh, Lord. Don't talk. Don't let me start talking about my flight, Sherry. That was a whole nother. I got on the you line know, today about that. It was a rough no, well, flight. Uh, flights have been I, rough. Yeah, but this one was, it wasn't the turbulence, it was the passenger. And of the thousands of flights that I had, this was, a, I had to write about it because it was really, it bothered me. And like Chris, they always make stuff about me. And on the plane, I was making it about me because twice they thought we were going to have to land because she was having panic attacks. But, you know, I kind of wrote about how people are hypocritical in terms of being like, Christian and saying go to church and quoting Bible verses, but the hoopla that she caused for four hours 
it was just ridiculous. And I was like, if you have faith in God, you wouldn't be cutting up like this on the plane. Sherry, she cut up. I'm talking about. Wait, so so this woman was scared to ride the plane and she had a panic attack for four hours? Girl from Philadelphia to Dallas in the first 15 minutes when the when the captain said we're gonna we're gonna be experienced and people know if you fly at night you it was an eight thirty flight you know it's gonna be turbulence night flying Absolutely. is different but a lot of people don't know that but I could swear I, to me it felt like it may have been her first flight ever and what did she do was she screaming girl first yes she was like oh Jesus take the wheel take oh wait a minute oh. this went on for four hours. And then she just kept crying and screaming, and it was a lot of bad turbulence. So I would, first, everybody kept turning around, looking at her. I was in the aisle seat, and you know I turned around and hit her with the... <laughs> people was trying to sleep. We had our eye mask on. You know, they be turning the lights out. They said, pull your blinds out. Girl, as soon as we hit a little bump like this, she said, Jesus, take the wheel. It ain't our time to go. It ain't our time to go. Jesus, I ain't, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. All of that, Sherry. And it became so annoying that they said, is there a nurse on board? Because she was like, my heart, my heart came to, this went, girl, when we was over Ohio, they were saying we might have to land the plane because Because she was acting a fool like that. She acted up, she acted a fool. So the thing that made everybody really mad, I'm gonna say about an hour into a flight, a lady from the front came to the back. I'm, I'm gonna say it was a family member. So the guy that was sitting next to her, he gave up his seat so she could sit next to her and calm her down or whatever. Girl, 30 minutes before we was laying, all we heard was this loud ass snoring and it was her. Girl, she was knocked out. She was in the last seat. Now you know everybody mad, ain't nobody get to sleep. She was in the last seat like this. So aggravated. And that's it. I have never been annoyed like that. Even when I was on the plane and they was fighting in Puerto Rico, I've been on so many crazy flights. That was the worst. That was really the worst flight I've ever been on because all I was saying was, Lord, please calm this lady's heart so that we can just all go rest. I just, you know, because she was making people upset. And then they said, well, I think we was closer to Oklahoma. They was talking about, is it a doctor on board? Because she's talking about her heart again. I said, if we get, this is what I'm saying in my mind. If we got to land, she getting cussed the fuck out because she going to make me miss my shit. <laughs> they already canceled my flight from Dallas to Free Treeport. Now I got to drive three and a half hours. I was like, she going to get it. She going to get it. Girl, but then she was knocked out asleep and everybody else was awake. So you know. I was. I was disturbed only because I felt like if she had so much faith in the Lord, girl, she was quoting Bible verses, praying for everybody on the plane and stuff like that, and just being super loud. From that's a four-hour flight, three and a half, like it was three hours. That's and 47 horrible. Minutes. It was horrible, and it was already bad that we all doing this on the flight, and then they, and then we didn't get no service, Sherry, because they said can all the Flight attendants, please put your seatbelt on. Sit down. Because the whole shit was like this. And I'm sitting in the seat like, if she don't shut up, I was like, I'm going to be up this time of night. Because I'm usually sleeping at 10 40. Oh, no. I had to write about no. it in terms of the Lord taking it out of my heart to have patience for people like that. But at the same time, try to understand how if you have faith in the Lord, then you shouldn't worry. 
Everybody else was quiet on the plane, but you shouting Bible verses out and saying, Jesus, you're going to carry us. You're going to carry us through, Jesus. Oh, yes, you will. Jesus, take oh, take it, Jesus. Girl, oh, I was about to you get know, up and say, if you don't shut up. And here's the thing. <laughs> we can be our own movement. If you look at Jane Pittman, how she pulled that horse, them other men couldn't do it, and they did it. And she pulled that shit through town. So I do this dance. Then everybody's like, it wasn't Jane Pittman. It was uh, Harriet Tubman in the autobiography. So now I don't call it that anymore. I just call it the Jane Tubman. How's it go? <laughs> this is how you do the Jane Tubman. So when the music comes on on Tighten Up Tuesday, I hit him with when she's strapping up and putting on the to pull the wagon. So she'd be like, ah. Yeah, she'd be ah, who hit it, Jane. Yeah, Jane be getting it. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.